Hey, it's time for which word of the day? Today's word is confundo, interjection. In the Harry Potter franchise, confundo is what is proclaimed when performing the confundus charm, which causes confusion in a person or bewitched object. It appears that there are varying degrees of confusion caused by the spell, from simply tricking a person or thing about a specific incident, to confusing a person to the point at which they endanger themselves. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Greetings and good tidings, spell worders. Welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 40. Uh, before we get into the book and my guest this week, I do have a lot of business and some announcements, so um, it's going to be a little bit longer than your usual. Not by much, but still, I've got some stuffs, so let's get into it. First things first, I'm sure many of you are aware, um, but in case you aren't, uh, we have lost somebody very special to the Charmed fandom, um, Rebecca Balding, who has played... Aunt Jackie in The Fourth Sister in Season 1, and our beloved Elise Rothman, Phoebe's boss on Charmed, and wife of the legendary James L. Conway, who has directed many an important episode of Charmed, and most commonly the season premieres and the season finales. She has passed away on July 18th. It was announced on Twitter on July 20th, and uh, we have been mourning ever since. The cause of death was ovarian cancer. There's one thing that bothers me about this, though, is that the internet is not very good at telling me how old she was. Some sources say that she was born in 1948, making her 73, and some sources say she was born in 1955, making her 66. So uh, I hate that I don't know her actual birth year. And it frustrates and angers me that a lot of these sources don't take the time to check their statements and the facts that they're making. I would like to read some of the statements that we have that I've seen as tribute for her. Alyssa Milano posted on her Instagram, Rebecca Balding was not only a wonderful actress, she was such a good person. I loved every minute I got to spend with her on Charmed. I have such fond memories of Rebecca and her husband Jim dancing at our rap parties. My heart goes out to all who loved her. I feel so honored that our paths crossed in this lifetime. Rest in peace which was such a beautiful thing for her to say. And this is a very, you know, they work together very closely. I have another statement that uh, Jim James Conway wrote that I thought was very sweet. Conway also recalls the story of how the two met more than four decades ago. He says, I was casting the film The Boogans. Rebecca came in to audition. He says, we chatted, she read, and when she left, I turned to the associate producer and said, I could marry that girl. Conway continues, somehow she got cast. The first week of shooting, we went out. That Saturday night, she proposed, and four weeks later, while still shooting, we got married. Of course, no one thought it would last. That was 41 years ago. So truly, such wonderful memories there, and hugs and well wishes and happy healing to James and her family and their loved ones and all that jazz. We miss you, Rebecca Balding. We miss you, Elise. We love you, and you are, will forever be remembered for what you have given to this world. <sighs> on to something that's a little bit more fun. 
Ultimate Power Challenge results. There's one more battle on the horizon, one unlike you've ever faced before. Ultimate Power Challenge. Last episode, I gave another Ultimate Power Challenge, and it didn't happen until like the very last minute of the show. So if you shut it off while we were saying our goodbyes, you might have missed this completely. But I did, and sadly, sad fact, this is actually going to be the last ultimate power challenge in the foreseeable future. Like I could bring it back at one point, but I don't plan on doing any more of these at the moment. I think people find them too challenging or there's just not enough interest or something. I do know people that do enjoy these questions and it makes them think, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just too much to, to coordinate and plan right now. So this will be the last one tier, but we still got some results, some great results. So let me tell you what the question was first, if you missed it. So I proposed the challenge for you guys to find if you could tell me every time that the Charmed Ones, the sisters, had to fight against other siblings, other sibling antagonists. Not infighting, because that happens all the time, but just other adversaries that were siblings. So drum roll, please. These are the results, at least the ones that I came up with. All right. So the first one is season one, episode three. Thank you for not morphing. These are, these are the shapeshifters, Marshall, Fritz, and Cinda. They at least posed as siblings. They may have not been actual siblings because they're, they're demons, but we were introduced to them as siblings, and that's how I believed them to be. So yes. Uh, then we have season one, episode 16, uh, which proves it anyway. We have Helena and Gabriel Statler. They were brother and sister, Lord of War. Then we have season one, episode 18, when bad warlocks go good. We have Brendan Rowe and his brothers, the Rowe Coven. Then this one is a little bit tricky because it's not your blood sibling relative thing. I have season three, episode 19, the demon who came in from the cold slash season three, episode 20, exit strategy. This is the brotherhood of the thorn. And yeah, this is just a group of demons that call each other brother. I'm counting it. It was Cole's brotherhood, Cole's gang. Um... But I'm not completely committed to it. So if someone fights me on it, I'll easily drop it. Because <laughs> it's not that important to me. It's not a real one. All right. Uh, the next one is Season 4, Episode 17, Saving Private Leo. Rick and Nathan Lang. Those are the Army Brothers. Then we have Season 5, Episode 19, Nymphs Just Want to Have Fun. Xavier and Tull. Those are the brothers that were after the nymphs in the spring. Season 6, Episode 4, The Power of Three Blondes, The Stillman Sisters, Mabel, Mitzi, and Margot. Season 6, Episode 22, It's a Bad, 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 Bad World, Part 1. This is where Phoebe and Paige fought evil Phoebe and Paige. So, cool. Then we have Season 8, Episode 17, Generation Hex. This was Pater and Rondok. Those were the Noxon demons that were experimented on. And finally, Season 8, Episode 21, Kill Billy, Volume 2. You know, Billy and Christy, obviously. Bringing our total sibling antagonists groups to 10. Now let's get into the people who sent in answers and our special spell word or feature. Now, because this is going to be the last ultimate power challenge, I decided to have two people featured. So I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. First person who wrote in was Jay, Jay Wong, who actually appeared on the As Puck Would Have It episode that we did. He got all of them except for the shapeshifters and the Brotherhood of the Thorn. Uh, and I asked him some questions that he answered. The first one was, how did you discover Words of the Witches? He says he can't remember, but he thinks he found it on YouTube. And then I asked what made him a Charmed fan. 
He says, there was something about the sisterhood, the secret superhero actions, and Piper's freezing power that drew me in. Also, it was the first time I saw good witches aside from the craft. Also, the Piper and Leo love story. I asked what was his favorite Charmed episode. He says, there are many episodes that I like better than others, so it's hard to pick. If I am to pick at random, I'll pick 304 All Hallowell's Eve. And the series finale when nearly all the family was there to hug and say goodbye. And then I said, have you ever read the books before? And he says, I have read all the books four years before I found the podcast. One of my favorite books is Luck Be a Lady. I said, if you had a magical power, what would it be? He says, I'll pick molecular immobilization. He really is obsessed with Piper's freezing, which is cute. Uh, and then if there's any question he'd like to ask me, he says, if you were to insert yourself into the Charmed story, what character would you be and why? I think I've answered this before. I'd love to play my original character, Mercendius, who has the powers of pyrokinesis and hydrokinesis, and he would be kind of a neutral, kind of crazy character that they'd have to decide if they're going to help or hurt or help or vanquish. If I had to pick an existing character, I'd probably want to play either Leo or Wyatt, grown-up Wyatt. Because who wouldn't want to play a sweet, nuanced character with magical powers? I'd have a fun field day time with it. The second special spell worder is Bradley. Uh, his name is Purebred Gay on Twitter. Uh, and he uh, gave a pretty great list. A lot of things he suggested. I wouldn't actually count, but I can see why he would think they're siblings. Because he mentioned the parasite demons in Baby's First Demon, which I don't think were actual brothers. I think they were just, you know, kind of like the Grimlocks. They just have the same look and appearance. Uh, and then we have the slaves, Patra, Pilar, and Phoenix, who were posing as the sisters. But I don't think they were actual sisters either. I think they were just um, put together. So I didn't count those. But he did have a lot of really great things. And actually, he misunderstood the question first, and he started giving me a whole list of times that you know, the sisters themselves had infighting and they fought each other, which is was pretty impressive, but it's not what I was actually looking for. So, but yeah, I think he did a great job. So I wanted to shout him out. So here are his answers to the questions. Uh, I said, how did you discover Words of the Witches? He said he discovered it on Instagram. I said, what made you a Charmed fan? He said, I was an instant Charmed fan from the beginning. I watched the show when it originally aired and fell in love with it immediately. The chemistry between the actresses completely sells the show. So we have that in common. Uh, then we have, what was your favorite Charmed episode? He says, that Seven Days episode, the best episodes are the ones involving the wider Hallowell Warren family, but meeting Grams and Patty properly for the first time was magical. Jennifer Rose and Fanola Hughes were perfectly cast. What is your favorite moment from the series? And he says, uh, when Patty is sent to the girls for Piper's wedding day. The moment she has with each daughter and then holding them all is so poignant and beautifully acted by all four actresses. I tear up each time I watch it. OMG, yes. And this is a scene that I don't think gets a lot of love. I think it gets forgotten about, but it's one of my favorites. She's like, I was never worried about you, Phoebe. You know why? Because I had a premonition the day you were born. What did you see? Oh, I saw this. I saw this moment right now, my three girls standing before me as beautiful young women, and I knew that everything would be okay. What'd you see next? I held you. <gasps> oh! See, I, my heart, you are so right. When he asked if he's read the books, he says, I've read some of them, but not all of them. I'd love to buy the full collection. My favorite of the ones I've read is The War on Witches. 
As with the show, the best stories are the ones about their family. The stories of various charmed ancestors really speak to the core of the show to me. If he had a magical power, he'd want to have telekinesis. The sheer convenience of being able to float the TV remote from across the room where I've already sat down would be sublime. <laughs> a question for me is, what will you do with the podcast once you've reviewed all the books? Will you do the comics or even more? I'd love to see where you can go for it. And yeah, I've mentioned that before. I'm doing everything that's published, so... Um... Lots to come. <laughs> Speaking of, here we go with Phoebe Who. So here we are, Words of the Witches, episode 40. What? Or, uh, episode 40. 40. <laughs> and Kat Zicard is back. Welcome again. Woo! Yay. Happy to be here. Yes, you were last here on episode 15. So 25 episodes ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. That seems like ages ago it was so much fun i'm happy to be back yes i loved working with you and i knew i had to have you back at some point so we decided on phoebe who which is uh, perfect because i love phoebe so yes happy very to apply. nice what has happened since then any life updates hmm um i learned how to surf which has totally Ooh. been the highlight of my year i highly recommend it if you ever have a chance i was super scared and i was like paddling out there like what am I doing? I'm going out into mother ocean with no life vest. And I, and it was crazy and it was so much fun and I got up and I did it and I can't wait to go back. Yeah. That's sounds super cool. I almost learned how to surf once when I was on a choir tour in college, we had a host family and they're like, tomorrow we're going to teach you to surf. And then the people that were regulating the tours, like, Nope, we got to get you over here. I'm like, you're like, come on. I know. Just, (laughs) Can I have any vacation here? Is it all work? But sure. <laughs> These are the cultural experiences I'll remember. <laughs> exactly. Go, so that was good. a bummer, but. Well, next time. Next time you're out in California, I might mm-hmm. even try to check out the Sheboygan surfing in oh. um, on the Great Lakes, but that's yeah. pretty intense. So we'll see. Yeah. And you actually got to visit the manor. So I did. That? Yeah. Duh. Oh my gosh. That was the <laughs> highlight too. I mean, <laughs> The surfing was pretty cool. But yeah, I got to see the manor and it was so awesome. And I I just have to give a shout out, though, if Coco Pink is what listening to this podcast, I ran into a person outside the manor who was having as much of an existential moment as I was, and they couldn't get their phone to work. So I offered to take pictures for them. And um, and then they gave me their email and I and we checked it. We thought it was good. And I sent them off and they all bounced back. And so I tried various versions of the email and I posted it on Facebook chat groups because I just feel so sad because if I knew there were pictures of me in front of the manor somewhere. And honestly, I'm a little jelly because I feel like the pictures I took of them were maybe better than the ones I got of myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. So Coco Pink, if you're listening, go to Facebook or contact Kevin and we will get you your photos. Yes, we will get it. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, there's always, I, you, I know you listened to the Manor episode we did, but yeah, people come daily. And so, and there's yeah. always the chance you'll meet other fans while you're there. <laughs> always a chance. It was pretty cool, actually, to run into someone else. And I listened to the Manor episode right before I went, and it made it so much better because I had all those little insights and tidbits that I, um, you know, had forgotten or didn't know before. So That's I highly recommend that episode. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> cool. And then I see you have your charmed board game there that you acquired recently. Um, it literally just came in the mail today, which is why it is part of my background. And I was like, oh, we could play because I think you have a copy too. <laughs> yeah, I have. There's four board games right there. I don't know if you can see them. 
They're all lunch stacked up. Uh, that board game was one of the first memorabilia I got between that, these books that were coming out, and then the trading cards. Um, those were my like first. I think my first was, I think I got a print of one of the photos of the characters. Um, I actually was at a Comic-Con, and it was like a nice, good size poster print. The classic one with Prue and Phoebe in the, the green chair. You know. Oh, oh, that season yeah. two promo picture. <laughs> I love that picture so much. I love that picture too. It's so good. And the guy was like, oh, you're a Charm fan. And he just like, I think he felt sorry for me. Like I was just like the only Charm fan there. And he ended up just giving it to me. He's wow. like, you can have this. And he gave me the little fancy. He was more, he was more annoyed about giving me the fancy plastic sleeve that it went in. <laughs> than the, the actual print. He was like, <laughs> he's like you, you need this more than I do. So <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I had somebody, I met somebody after a convention once and he's like, tell me what you love. And I'm like, Charmed. He's like, really? And he was like judging me for loving Charmed. I was like, how dare you? You just ask me what I love and then judge me for it. I was so yeah. betrayed. That's not okay. <laughs> That's not okay. You have to be prepared to be like cool with whatever the answer is mm-hmm. if you're asking someone right. what you love. It's like, right. um, of course. Oh, and yeah. I see you're wearing a charm shirt. Very this nice. is actually a Words of the Witches podcast oh, shirt. nice. Okay, yes. I want one. Where do I get one? Sign me Words, up. Wordsofthewitches.threadless.com is where I have several different designs you can choose from. I have a really cool rhyme time one. I have a canonical nice. one. So listeners, if you haven't gotten yet, check out wordsofthewitches.threadless.com and check out the cool little merch we have. I will. I don't um, know if you can see I'm wearing my P3. P3. Yes. Beautiful. It's a little dark. I don't have good lighting. <laughs> yeah. And you do have the Box of Shadows Triquetra blanket back there, too. I, I do, yes. I was trying to cover my TV. I have more <laughs> things, but this is all I came by. My daughter's like, you have to have your the Athame. Which Athame, yeah. Just in case I need to vanquish something while we're, yeah. while we're doing yeah. the podcast. Oh, and I forgot. I have my a little worse for wear, Halloween Manor. <laughs> you are all set up. I love it. I even, I was like, I have to have tea to get into the charmed vibe, you know? This is like the mood is set. I know. I, I was going, I was going for witchy. Yes. <laughs> so this book is Phoebe Who, which do you want to tell your story about your book fiasco? Oh yeah. Oh my God. It was so funny. So we picked which book we were going to do <laughs> like ages ago. And I knew I was going on some trips and stuff. And so I have all the books on my shelf in order and everything. And I'm pretty sure the last one we did, I never got put back on the shelf, you know, <laughs> so I find the little like cards that are placeholders. I'm like, which one's this? I don't know. So I pull Phoebe who off the shelf and I swear, I thought I even had two copies of it somewhere. And then I went to go look for it like last week. Cause I knew this was coming up. Can't find it. It's like lost somewhere in my home. I mean, maybe it's in a bag. Maybe I stuffed it in a bag to go on one of my trips and like just left it there. But like, yeah, I have no idea where it is. So then I frantically was trying to, order a new copy online and they were like sold out everywhere um because obviously it's out of print and then i did find one available copy on amazon and then i paid for expedited shipping which was more than the cost of the book itself (laughs) (laughs) but i figured it was worth it and then it came really fast and it was a really quick read so and i actually really enjoyed it not that we're not to jump into much but i thought it was a really well written like scenario for the girls in terms of like I, I felt like the writer was definitely a true fan as opposed to some of the writers Okay, you can tell aren't. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, de- that's dedication. And you're not the only one to have problems with these books. Cause so many people, you know, are very excited about doing the podcast and they want to get the books and 
either the wrong book book comes or think you know i have so many people that have multiple copies of these books because they have issues so i do appreciate your dedication to the podcast that was wonderful well i'm so excited i mean when i first found the charmed books it was just like a revelation because i didn't know about them until after i'd watched the series probably three times over so when it was like more charm stories it was great so yeah well let's get into it (laughs) all right i'm ready all right so this is phoebe who this is our 40th episode but this is technically the 38th book numbered book um, just because I put the anthology books in this rotation when they were released. I don't, not right. doing them after. So, yeah. Uh, and this author was Emma Harrison, who wrote many books before this. She wrote Garden of Evil, Something Wicked This Way Comes, A Tale of Two Pipers, and The Queen's Curse. This is her final book. Uh, this was published December 26th, 2006, and then reprinted February 26th, 2007. And they say that this takes place between I Dream of Phoebe and Crimes and Wish Demeanors. So season six, episode 15, and then season six, episode 19. Because Paige has dark hair again, but Phoebe still has her powers. That's how. Yes. And that makes sense. I can't argue with that. I can't really narrow it down any further yeah. right now because that Well, Wyatt's alive, but there's no... There's no you Chris. Know, in, you know, Leo's eye of Chris. And it's funny because I thought this was going to be like a turning point for me because there's a point where I did not read all the novels. Some of these ah. are going to be brand new. And I thought this was going to be it. But then as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have memories of this. So I did read this one before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe the next book will be my first brand new book. Ooh, that'll we'll be see. exciting. Wouldn't it be funny if I actually read all the books and I forgot? <laughs> Yeah, and and plausible, highly plausible. Yeah. (laughs) You're just hoping there's more. One thing I liked about this book is there was a special mention at the beginning. Yes, that was very touching. Yeah. Would you like to read it? For Holly Marie, Alyssa, Rose, and Brian, we'll miss you. So sad. Beautiful. Like, that was really cool because, you know, this is after the show had ended. And, of course, they're writing this while, you know, this is probably the last season that was happening. So letting letting the actors know that, you know, they made these characters come to life. And they're the reason we're still wanting to read serialized, you know, fiction after the show. Yeah. And this is such a good cover, too. I mean, it's the same, you know... Uh, publication of these got girls that we always see. But yeah, some more season okay. eight promo pictures. A little bit different than the last picture we had, but still the same shoot. So same outfits. Mm-hmm. You know. There's some yeah. interesting photoshopping happening, but it works. Yeah, they kind of copy and paste. Yeah, and then yeah. we have in the background like shadows of three other girls. Is it them in a different thing, or is it three different girls all together? Probably the three different girls all together, but you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but at first I thought too, like, oh, is this just them? And then it made, mm-hmm. it made more sense as we, as we as read As they the go. Book. Yeah, and then we have kind of like a purpley gray fogginess behind them. So, but it is, it's, yeah, cloudy. Uh, has the tagline, time to yourself just took on a whole new meaning. And then the back of the book, uh, it says, a battle's finale, our one sister lost, Enemies disguised as friends aim to cross. Two sisters must remind her what she can't recall to bring her home safely and restore power to all. Phoebe is exhausted between work, demon fighting, and helping her sisters. She has no time for herself. When she wakes from a battle not knowing who or where she is, 
Phoebe gets a long-awaited getaway and then some. A stranger named Aura promptly finds her and takes Phoebe into her care. There's something off about Aura and her friends, but Phoebe ignores her instinct and tries to settle into this new, relaxed lifestyle. <laughs> Meanwhile, Piper and Paige fear the worst. They scry for Phoebe, but she is nowhere to be found. Not only have Aura and her friends put a cloaking spell on Phoebe, but they have also reintroduced her to magic, taking her on missions, missions, to, <laughs> quotation marks, to <laughs> steal protection charms from good witches. Their latest mission? Convincing Phoebe that Piper and Paige are evil and need to be rendered powerless. Will Piper and Paige be able to find Phoebe and help her find herself in time to restore the power of three? Okay, so this like just basically tells you the whole book. It's like it's a little more than we need. And they do that a lot of these books. A lot of these books just give you way too much. It's, it's like, like, well, that's the whole plot. There you go. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll figure out the rest in the last 25 pages. <laughs> Chapter one. Phoebe is at work, stressed. She inadvertently offends a reporter on the phone, then scrambles to finish her column by deadline. Elise chides Phoebe over a mistake ready to print, and Piper calls her to come home. Suddenly, a leprechaun named Teague rainbows in. <laughs> Teague, I wasn't expecting rainbow to be a verb there, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> How about rainbows burgers in? <laughs> <laughs> Teague wants Phoebe to give love advice to him and others in the magical community. Phoebe begrudgingly agrees to hold a meeting over the weekend. Phoebe arrives at the manor with groceries. Piper hands Wyatt over to Phoebe's care, and she goes off to P3. Piper tells Phoebe some pictures are missing from the house, so be on the lookout for anything suspicious. I like that part. She's like, shouldn't we worry about that? And Piper's like, I don't have time to worry about that. I gotta like, I'm busy. Yeah. I got stuff to do. Harry Potter. No. <laughs> Your problem. Paige orbs in and grabs a vanquishing potion. She thinks there's a demon after Mikey, a kid she's been tutoring. She orbs out. At P3, Piper hears a crash near the cocktail tables to find Paige battling some demons. Piper blasts one of the demons back, but they are too high level to explode. Piper tells Paige to grab Phoebe and she'll fend off the attack until she gets back. So pretty much everybody is doing their own thing, running around crazy. <laughs> yeah, total. It's It makes sense for the timeline, though, because they were all, like, try, trying so hard to do their own thing and figure out what they wanted in life outside of magic. And mm -hmm. this kind of exemplifies them putting magic on the back burner a little bit and how yeah. it blows up in their face a little bit when that happens. So they also mentioned how, like, Piper and uh, Paige are still kind of at odds in this book, which I thought was a little bit, like, hadn't they made up by now? But... You yeah. know, they did still have a little bit of struggle with Piper wanting to be lead witch and things like that. So. Yeah, they're having these weird Piper Page like butting heads. It's very Phoebe Prue butting heads. And and they were trying to show Phoebe kind of being caught in the middle and having to mm -hmm. always navigate that as the middle sister does. Yeah. And so Phoebe's stressed out at work. She's got all these things. And um, so is Mikey... Is this one of her temp jobs, right? This is tutoring thing is one of her temp jobs, I believe. Yeah, and we never really see or hear of him again. Like, the demons kind of mm -hmm. redirect their focus on the charmed ones after this. And, and that's one thing that I think, too. If, if this late in season six, I believe she stopped temping by now. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, because it was her. It, they did mention that it was her trying to find her own. Mm -hmm. right? She has those temp jobs, and then there's always a magical component. That comes yeah. Into. I think once Richard came in the picture, she's like, well... I'm done doing that now. I'm with Richard. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to be a pampered and rich. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> For a little while, anyway. So chapter two, 
Phoebe watches and takes care of Wyatt. She's home babysitting and she's like doing laundry downstairs and she takes Wyatt to the basement because she hears the the buzzer going off. She's like, let me go get that laundry, which, you know, continuity. The laundry's not in the basement. <laughs> right. Same problem as last book. The last book put that in the basement as well. Oh. So it's like, hmm. like no, it's because, you know, Phoebe doesn't like to go in the basement. Even right. after the woogie. So but I do like they nod they mention him. So that's they cool. do. I do and this this is part she's like going to the basement. She's like, I'm so glad I'm over that. Like <laughs> I remember when I was afraid of the basement. Now that's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Even though my fears were totally validated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. He's not really he's not really vanquished either. He's just stuck in the in the floor so he could come out at any time. And <laughs> that's she's fine. Still nervous about the nexus because she was born in the manor, so she feels pulled to good mm-hmm. people. So she kind right. of keeps the nexus mm-hmm. at, except when she was dealing with her empath powers. Right. Yeah. She's like, I'll hide in the basement, which <laughs> also I don't know. make a lot of sense. But, right. You know. I feel like she'd be picking up the nexus feelings. Mm-hmm. being even more yeah or right. even more emotional right but i feel like it was a nod to prue when prue was hiding from her mm-hmm. you know yeah and from those impasse yeah she had them as she's walking downstairs leo and Paige orb in front of her leo takes white and Paige takes phoebe to p3 she's like they're coming with me we got attacks let's go <laughs> so they go to p3 and then they start fighting amidst the battle piper tells her sister that every time she blows one up another shimmers in to take its place. So she finally, I guess you have to do your explosion multiple times to blow them up. So like three times. Yeah. So Phoebe recognized the demons and their beards. They're very, they're beardy men. Oh yeah. I thought of you. They're red beards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So these demons in the beard, she's like, I recognize these people because I perused the book of shadows and I just saw them in one of my perusals. I know who they are. They're Flector demons. Um, yeah. That was convenient. Uh, they have to get their emperor to defeat the rest. So it's kind of like, you know, one of those like swarm situations. Mm-hmm. Or the vampire queen or whatever. Yeah. So they decide to each take on one of the demons. So they like separate. They divide and conquer. And Phoebe led a demon to the back alley where she went head to head with the red bearded demon. This is the red beard one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she, and they do squabble for a little bit. She ends up, uh, in a potion and like throwing it on him she like she gets over him like ha 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 a little like you know like would she really just like drop it right at her feet like that like she knows better than to be so close and considering yeah, she, she was right there from the blast you'd think she would have like right usually it's like you back up and throw that's the way to yeah, go yeah you don't walk up to him to like smash it in his face but. yeah she was really like cocky in this moment <laughs> for real kind of un Unknowingly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, she gets over the demon, throws the potion, and then the explosion, like, throws her back against the wall. She's like, oh, that hurt. Cracks <laughs> her head. But she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then, without warning, another blast hit her. She's like, oh. oh. <laughs> and this one had magical sparkliness. Sparkles, glitter, yes. Yeah. As she, so this one, like, knocked her out. And as she was blacking out, she notices, like, the sandals and ankles of another yeah, person. Like an ankle tattoo and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And those sandals, such fashion. And <laughs> <laughs> um she's like, I know I know these are not my sisters because they were not wearing these shoes. <laughs> yeah, they do not have that good a taste. <laughs> um so back to the other sisters. Paige defeated her black bearded demon. That's how we keep them straight. 
Yeah, and I guess Piper went, eventually went to the alley too because she orbed Piper in the alley after that. It's funny because Paige, while they're fighting, Paige orbs that demon's energy ball into her hand, but then Piper explodes the demon. She's like, well, what am I going to do with this now? Oh, right. <laughs> and so then she just like throws it and it hits a garbage can and explodes everywhere. And right. Like banana peels, which is also, you know, has happened more than once that they end up in a trash can somewhere or in a pile. Always. Of yeah. Alley. So <laughs> I appreciated the nods to the classic charmed moments, you know, mm-hmm. the sisterly moments, the, the, you know, how we yeah. fight moments. So. <laughs> but yeah. She's holding the energy ball. She's like, what do I do with this? And Piper's like, throw it anywhere that won't make a mess and they don't have to clean up. And then she's like, why are you on my case? This is where they start fighting. Why are you on oh, my right. case? Because you need to get yourself together. I'm like, what is this all about? What is happening? <laughs> I know they never really acted like this to each other in the show. And it seemed to come out of nowhere. They're just fighting. And it was like, what? what? Yeah. Is it like you're coming off the re- adrenaline of like fighting the demons, you know, like, I don't know. And then of course she's like, just throw it somewhere. It's not going to make a mess. And then she throws it somewhere that makes the worst. Mess. <laughs> I know. Um, but after that, suddenly, suddenly they're both like, oh my God, where's Phoebe? What? And so they both start panicking and they're like, she's missing. Paige tries to censor, but fails. She's like, well, I'm still learning that white letter power. It's yeah, fine. we'll go get Leo. Maybe yeah. We can do it. All right, chapter three. Phoebe awakes at a strange location in pain and with no memory of who she is, where she lived, nothing. Phoebe, she climbs, she's out on the busy street. Yeah. Um, she starts wandering around trying to like sense her surroundings. She's at a complete loss and sits on a bench with her head in her lap. I really thought she was going to sit on a bench and see, like, ask Phoebe. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would make so much more sense. She's probably sitting on the bench. She's on the bench that has ask Phoebe. She's like, oh, there I am. <laughs> if she recognized herself even. Right. That's true. She wouldn't know what she looked like unless she looked Maybe. in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, a girl comes up to Phoebe calling her Ruth. The girl says they've been looking for her. Since Phoebe has amnesia, the girl tells her that she is Aura, and they've known each other all their lives. Aura tells Ruth that they live together with Delilah and Tara. Aura takes Ruth home. Ruth feels a shock upon crossing the threshold. Ruth meets Delilah and Tara. Ruth looks down and has a flash memory of Delilah's sandals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's into shoes. It's like, I recognize uh, those. Why do I recognize like, those? Yeah, you're always trying to borrow without asking. <laughs> like, But it's funny because like, Delilah was not anticipating her remembering that she's like oh she she tries to hide her feet like oh yeah she like she she knows too much (laughs) (laughs) she's seen the shoes yeah oh my gosh um suddenly the three girls encircled ruth joined hands and performed a spell to cloak her ruth makes herself at home and notices a picture framed of all of them together aura gives ruth some tea and she is immediately warmed and relaxed and falls asleep with Phoebe asleep, the three girls talk about how successful their actions have been, stealing photos from the manor and photoshopping themselves in, and the fake backstory. Aura noticed that Phoebe felt the cloaking spell upon entering, but we're sure Phoebe is putting is putty in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> they plan to use Phoebe to get all four amulets. Legend has it that one coven once had all four amulets, but their power was uncontrollable. So they divided into four covens, giving each one an amulet to protect and never use. They were passed on from generation to generation. Aura's grandmother intended to give it to Aura's cousin Tilly, but Aura stole the amulet and now wants the rest to become invincible. Aura admits she decided to call Phoebe Ruth 
because she thinks it's an old, ugly name. <laughs> Phoebe needed to be knocked down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's already so beautiful and so successful. I'm going to call her Ruth because Ruth. I'm that bitch. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Phoebe's first clue. Like, hmm, I don't feel like a Ruth. Like, that's not my name. These girls, ooh. They, and they're um, witches, so. Yes. The witches who decided they could have it all. But it is funny, because it's just like, they just randomly, like, without Phoebe's knowledge, she's just like, let's hold hands around you and talk. She's like, what? what's happening? What are you doing? And she just like, is like, okay, this is, this is normal. This is normal. <laughs> These are my friends, so I guess I'll just trust them. Yeah. And they like Photoshop, a, like, a copy of her diploma like they give her a right story that she went to school they really them. went all out like that's yeah. crazy enough to convince her like the stolen yes. photos and i believe yeah. they mentioned that it was the photo of prue and phoebe and piper from the very beginning that grams took when they all yeah together. they just they took they took a photo so that's maybe that's why you don't see it again in the series because they took that photo <laughs> and photos it. how rude <laughs> that was a magical family heirloom Oh, my heart breaks. Okay. (laughs) Chapter four. Piper and Paige arrive at the manor and tell Leo Phoebe is missing. But Leo can sense her. Paige cannot sense her, but Leo can. But it's very faint. He says, it's her, but it's not her. Like, concerning. Yeah, that seems weird. Like, how would he know that she's, like, it's her, but not her? her. That's a weird thing to sense. To sense, yeah. It makes me wonder if, like, um, like Paige would have been able to sense Leo when he was, you know, via con Leos and yeah. he didn't know his who he was and stuff. Like right. it's him, but it's not him. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> make sense. Yeah. We're fans. We'll roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> Piper and Paige combined all their magical efforts. So this is where they like they scry. They perform the Call of Lost Witch spell and the Blood to Blood spell, which I guess is part of the Call of Lost Witch spell. Um, but nothing happens. They get no hits. So hmm. they're too busy with this and they actually fall asleep in the attic. They all just like, I can't, I have to find her. And they fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Piper's like, we'll stay up all night if we have to. And then Paige <laughs> wakes up with like spells. Yeah. She's like, the book of shadows are sticking to her, her, her head, her face. <laughs> <laughs> Little imprint of Balthazar. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my temporary call. tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, so they awake and they're like, well, maybe we should just call Daryl and get some help from him. He can do, he can like do an APB or something and the whatever. fashion way. Yeah. A loud crash. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and so as they go downstairs and they find members of the entire magical community on the ground floor. Teague, you know, the leprechaun that talked to Phoebe earlier, reveals that they are there for Phoebe's counseling. Piper tells them it's canceled. <laughs> She's super rude to them too. She's like, yeah, no, get out. She's like, no, this is, this is we didn't, we are not prepared for this. We did not sign up for this. Goodbye. Um, but they refuse to leave. They're like, no, Phoebe agreed to meet us. We need, we have love lives too. We need some counseling. <laughs> we got problems. Yeah. So they refuse. Back at the apartment with Ruth, Ruth, the three girls, they're telling Phoebe all about her past. She's like, yes, Guess what? Your parents are dead, so you can't call them. Don't try to call them. <laughs> um, and she's like, what's my last name? Oh, your last name is um Miller. Ruth Miller. <laughs> yeah. 
And then they don't even like give her parents that look like her at all. They're like super black. Yeah, here's a picture. Here's a picture yeah. of your parents. It's like, can I call them? No, they died. No, they're dead. A long time ago. <laughs> um, and they say she's like, I should go to work. She's like, No, you don't have to go to work because you know you're kind of between jobs right now. You were a teacher, but they let you go because the school closed. So, yeah, you're free. <laughs> she was all worried about being fired. They're like, No, no, yeah. you didn't get fired. You just got. You're good at your job. You're really yeah. Good. You're a smart lady. Yeah. Uh, so they so they really like really have like the perfect it's very culty to like tell her what she wants to hear but make it so that she can't really communicate with anybody else mm-hmm. isolate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we're your only friends the only ones who get you yeah Ooh. so <laughs> aura tells ruth that every morning they all meditate she's like come with me and they go go into this room get their meditation room and they get started the girls pass around the amulet telling Ruth it helps them feel centered and gives them power. So everyone touches the amulet, they pass it around, and then they pass it to Phoebe, Ruth, and they tell her to connect with it. And she gets a premonition. She gets a premonition of a woman falling to the floor and then an amulet being taken off her neck. She's like, somebody was attacking her and grabbed the amulet. Oh my gosh, gasp. Gasp. And that's that yeah. chapter. And it very much looked like an innocent being yeah. attacked. Yeah, this this poor woman falling to the floor and being stolen from. Chapter 5. Aura, Delilah, and Tara saw Ruth's intense reaction. Aura asked Ruth if she had a premonition. Ruth was freaking out, but it, but is soon informed that she is a powerful witch. Because she didn't even know what was happening to her. Yeah, she's like, oh, what was that? She's, she's like, like, holy I, crap. I have her power now. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so let's see. Um, Aura asks Ruth what she saw, and Ruth spills every detail about where this woman was attacked and that her amulet was stolen. Delilah squeed. <laughs> and the rest of the girls were clearly very excited. And Delilah's like the grumpy one. Who's yeah. Like giving her dirty looks. And, and they say she's like a tall, muscle woman kind of girl. Yeah. So. She's the tough. She's the tough yeah. one of the group. Um, Aura tells Ruth that she had a vision of them taking the amulet from the woman. And they must be on their way. The woman is an evil witch after all. <laughs> <laughs> Stress at the manor. Piper gets a call from a frustrated and concerned Elise. Paige is tending the magical community, angrily having fits. Where is Phoebe? Leo watches Wyatt and offers suggestions, as as Leo does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aura and the gang confront the woman from the vision. Ruth wanted to talk to her first, but upon seeing Aura, uh, Banshee screams them off of their feet. Oh, what? Yeah, so that's her power. So she oh, goes, right. ah! she screams and, and Oh, Banshee... the lady. Not yeah, Aura. The lady. Not the, Aura. The lady with the am- amulet. Yes, we, don't, we never know her name, but she's the lady right. with the amulet. And she, yeah, and she has does like a banshee scream, and then yeah. Aura and the girls go flying back. I was thinking of Banshee the X Men, so he has that like. Oh, okay. Of course, I'm thinking Phoebe as a banshee. Banshee, right? So. Which I mean, same sound, really. Same but idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aura grabs the other girl's hands and says a spell. Aura telekinetically lifts the woman into the air, just as she was trying to retreat into her house. Delilah causes the woman to black out. That was really scary. She's like, mm. yeah. And then you're not sure if she's like asleep or dead because she. Just I know we don't know what her like, powers do yet. Like, what is? Yeah, this? she was. She's super creepy. The amulet amplified their powers. 
Tara reveals that she can turn invisible. Aura takes the amulet and convinces Ruth that they will be doing more good work like this. Yeah. Good work. Yes. So good. We're just going to beat some poor middle-aged lady and steal her family heirloom. Yes. She's evil, Phoebe. Do you, don't you want to stop evil witches with us? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I like how petulant the um, Tara is because she's like, oh, I didn't get to use my power. Because I think <laughs> I they can't use it as much because it. They need to be together and say their spell. To right. They have to be like, yeah, the four of us together. We'll say it at the end, but it's, they always have to say the spell like the four of us together. And then that's what amplifies it. And it's like a temporary fix. Very temporary. Yeah. yeah. So so she quicks, goes invisible and flicks their hair. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look what I can do. Look what I can do. I'm cool too. <laughs> I'm Tara. Love me. <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> Chapter six. All right. Aura, Delilah. Tara and Ruth return to the apartment. They tell Ruth that they are going to have to collect the other two amulets. So they give give her this new one to hold now, and Ruth gets a vision of the gang fighting two more witches with dark hair. Who could that be? Who could they be? Aura was killed with a flick of a wrist, and Delilah was killed with a potion. Aura and the gang knew who they were. She's like, oh, we know those witches. They're evil too. Like, let's just take this as a happy warning because now we know. <laughs> They're <laughs> we are, like, it's fine. We'll be yeah, fine. We won't die. We got we got the advantage. Back at the manor, Piper let out a loud whistle. You know, she has those two fingers with those. I can't yeah. do it. But yeah, I can't do it. one of those things. <laughs> Holly was good at it. At she least was. I hope. Yeah. And then it stops the magical community that's destroying her home, frozen in its tracks. <laughs> Which, if she hadn't been so rude to them in the first place, it might not have turned into like a full fledged magical riot. Like, right? If she would have just said Phoebe's missing and we're freaked out. They might have. Like, they would have understood. Like, yeah. Would, yeah. Of course. The, the the now she tells them, and she's like, they're like, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A likely story. <laughs> you girls are always turning up missing or losing your marbles or turning into turning something. baddie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so anyway, so she stops the community, and at this point where they fro- freeze, Paige is being held upside down by a bunch of fairies. <laughs> yeah, that's a delightful scene. A, a perfect visual. It made me laugh so much. Um, and Leo is being cornered by a giant. Now, I think they mean ogres here, because yeah. giants are more like... Giants in the sky, Jack and the Beanstalk type of stuff. Mostly when they have like ogres, it's just like the really tall. The tall, stinky guy with the with the club. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they, they say giant in the book, although it's more of an ogre. Um, Piper informs the magical community that they don't know where Phoebe is and they need to leave so that they can find her. And this is where they're like, we don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's funny because that's when they call out, they say, you're turning batty. And then Leo's like, oh, yeah, Paige, you turned into a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they come up with ways to do callbacks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are batty. My name is Batty. So Paige believes she knows of a way to strengthen the Tacola Lost Witch spell. She quickly orbs away to get ingredients. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> yeah why don't you because Piper comes with, with a plan she's like why don't you just do the counseling since you were a social worker you can do it she's like no I gotta go get ingredients <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> 
<laughs> such a great power to just be like, actually, bye. He's like, no, no, that's not happening. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> and I love how she's just like, yep. Twiddles yeah. her fingers at her. Exactly. <laughs> so Piper and Leo are now, they stay behind to attempt to do this love counseling thing. You know, they're a couple. They can do it together. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, sure. they, have, they have love advice to share. Yeah. They've had a longer relationship than Phoebe. Right. <laughs> so back at the apartment, Ruth is shaken by the deaths of her friends. She's like, I had a vision and you died. You're my only friends in the whole world. I can't have you die. Delilah, she like made this really beautiful feast for dinner. She's like, if this is going to be my last meal, I'm going to go all out. But Ruth is like, no, you're going to, we have to get another, another vision. We have to skip dinner because this is too important. <laughs> I felt like Delilah was trying to do the like Piper thing a little yeah. bit, like to kind of give, like if Phoebe did have any inklings, she'd be like, "Oh, you you have three sisters. We all hang out. Everything's fine. I make I do all the cooking. You don't have to work." Like it was almost like they were trying to recreate manner esque elements. Sure. Because otherwise, why would she care to make this fancy food? Exactly. Like, it was a big deal to her that she did it. It's like, well, why is it a big deal? You know. Right. So anyway. just trying to like put those seeds of familiarity, but twist them mm. a little bit. Mm. Right. That's insidious. Oh, yes. So they go to get another vision and they take the newly acquired amulet and go to meditate. Um, so maybe the one she got before was not because of the amulet. Maybe it was just because she had one, I think. And so this is going to be the amulet. Yeah, one. like each she gets a new one and then she gets the vision of the next one. Right, right. So yeah. this is the amulet, new amulet vision. And she gets a premonition of a curly blonde girl leaving a shop called Ways of the Wicca. So she sees the store name, which is a good indicator of where to go next. So the group sets out on their way. All right. Chapter seven. Paige was at her Wicca shop getting everything for her spell. She checks out with Nayla. 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 Who has been noticing Paige come by more frequently. Nayla grabbed a garbage bag and walked out. As Paige was leaving the store, she knocked over a bunch of incense sticks and stayed to pick them up. I felt like she tried to abandon them at first, and then someone else came into the store. Right? Yeah, that's like right. Bad about it, so she started picking them up. <laughs> she, like, she's like, "That guy's gonna tell her that I walked out after I <laughs> like busted." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paige hears a shout in the alley and finds Nayla unconscious with splayed limbs and sees four other women down the street. Paige tends to Nayla, who retreats back into the shop, then prepares to battle the women. Ruth finally turns, and Paige is shocked to see Phoebe. Phoebe leers at her, recognizing her as one of the women who killed her friends in the vision. Phoebe fought Paige, knocking her down and splitting her lip. Paige declares that she is her sister, but Ruth is convinced she is an evil witch. Aura, Delilah, and Tara use the amulet and say their spell. Aura lifts Paige into the air. Paige orbs a trash can hard into Aura and knocks her out. Paige tries once more to get to Phoebe, but Ruth backhands her instead. Mm. Ouch, that's gotta hurt. It's gotta sting, Paige. Yeah. Paige orbs away in tears. Cut to a leprechaun complaining about his daily grind of guarding gold and his wife not understanding. <laughs> she wants to have a life, but he feels it's a woman's, woman's job to watch the children. I can just see Holly getting yeah. so irritated. She's like, all right, that's it. <laughs> that's it. 
Fiber is fed up with the chauvinistic leprechaun. And, <clears throat> oh, Brian. <laughs> His name is Brian. We'll just let that slide. Who finds it hard to believe Leo would spend time with kid, with his kids and then proceeds to call white litter, white lighters girly men. Little, mm. little this rough. This was a scene. Yeah, this was bad. And it's like, really? You're going to call Leo? Who is like, it was so nice how Leo was like the strong, caring father figure that wasn't made to be silly or effeminate or like it was it wasn't like mocked like it was awesome right. that he, was, he was a good parent and that was one of the you know positive things about charmed in general was mm-hmm. showing that hey no it's okay if the woman goes to work and the guy stays home and you know takes care of the kids yeah and this scene too where it's like she because pepper's like leo stays home with the kids and then he gives leo a look like really i don't believe this either what? Yeah, like he needs to hear it from the horse's mouth. You yeah. Know? And then Leo's like, yeah, actually, I really do enjoy spending time. He's like, oh, well, I'm not surprised because all oh, your white letters are girly men. Anyway, I'm like, wow, what a piece of work this leprechaun is. Yeah, he's got to really uphold. I mean, I, why she didn't, why his wife didn't just leave him right then and there? I mean, Teague is available. Like, mm-hmm. go for it. Right. <laughs> What's cool about this is we see female leprechauns in this book. Yeah, we don't see them be other elsewhere. There's only one one time in the series is when uh, in the season eight premiere when on Paige's funeral there was a female leprechaun at the funeral, but that's it. That's the only time in the series. You know, I'm totally gonna go look that, watch that. Yeah, I'm yeah. Look that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate that. I mean, we you know we know there could be some more representation in Charmed in general, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they're they, they make an effort. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Next in line, two nymphs are both in love with a satyr who won't choose one. I love this. Piper's like, gee, I wonder why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suddenly, a flector demon appears. Leo gets Wyatt out of there. Piper and the rest of the magical community fight him off. Paige orbs in and joins the battle, admits the fighting. Paige tells Piper she found Phoebe. Paige orbs the demon's energy ball to her and vanquishes him with it. She tells Piper that Phoebe attacked her. Oh, poor Paige. Yeah. She already doesn't feel like she fits in. And now she's already bickering with Piper. And now Phoebe I know. split her lip, knocked her down. That And that scene too, the scene before with the fight with Phoebe, was very emotional for me. Because I can just picture it. Like It's like the shock of it all. And there's a really cool power battle and then Paige cries because I can just see it being really And having her just have to leave and not wanting to leave and Mm -hmm. just tragic. And I can totally see, you know, Phoebe being like confused and scared, but she'd already like cast her lot with these other girls who've been taking care of her and feeding her all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Who else? What else was in her tea? (laughs) Right. Um, and then that end scene too, when when Paige does tell Piper about Phoebe, I love that it was happening in the midst of battle. They're like just fighting and they're talking. <laughs> oh, and that's so like them too. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, we we have we have limited time. We have to convey our, our, our stuff. So yeah, and then the poor magical community just like caught in the crossfire as right. usual. But it is nice that they're willing to help. They don't just like abandon ship. They yeah. all stay and, and and join the fight too, which is really really great 
which I always appreciate those moments when the magical community is at the manor and they're all like, you know, something's happening, whether it's pulling the sword from the stone or like, you know, <laughs> hiding from some evil witch of the forest or whatever it might be. It's yeah. always nice when you see the periphery characters come in and, you know, help out or cause problems depending on what, what episode <laughs> we're at. <laughs> exactly. All right. So chapter eight, Aura, Delilah and Tara discuss their recent battle and plans to get the final amulet to be all powerful. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Tara is having doubts about the whole thing. She's like, they're going to find out. They're going to get us. I just know. She's like, Paige is pretty strong. She's like, she, if you had that much trouble fighting her there, how are we going to go up against the power of three? And she's like, well, Phoebe is with us now. They don't have the power of three. But she's like, what if Phoebe gets her memory back? <laughs> and so this, they're having this little like, mm-hmm. In, inside like maybe uh, this wasn't conflict. a good idea to go up against the most powerful witches in the world yeah yeah maybe we were dumb um so tara is kind of scared and she kind of wanted out and this is where i felt the most like the craft mm, right totally <laughs> this whole book was very the craft with the four of them and everything oh, good she's call. like you know the sarah character she's like you know, this is too much i went out she's like you know in the olden days if a witch betrayed her coven they would kill her yeah and she definitely and it works she scares her she threatens to kill her yeah yeah which is crazy she went so mean her psycho side yeah aura is psychotic definitely (laughs) um so yeah Aura did not like this possible betrayal uh, and she's like, I'm going to kill you. And then maybe I'll, or maybe I'll kill you. And, she, and Tara's like, no, you won't. And then Aura lifts Tara into the air using all of her might without saying the spell, without the ambit. She's just like, I can do it. And so she lifts her. And that really um, freaks her out. Cause usually she needs yeah, help to get amulet. that power. Yeah. This is like, she's strong. Um, and Tara apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry. I'll do whatever you say. Just let me down. And so she's like, yes, you're, you're with us now. And how high did she lift her? Like, would she have really, like, I mean, if you were lifted up to the ceiling and fell, you wouldn't die, you know? Well, so, no, I think there's more of a scare tactic than anything. Yeah. I don't think there's, you know. Like, I but, can control your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's, which so, is yeah. repent, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the manor, Piper, Paige, and the magical community are still fighting the Flector demons. It's nice to see everyone work together. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Destroying the manor in the process. I mean, oh my gosh, it must be a mess in there. Disaster area. But that's not uncommon either. <laughs> Makes me feel better about my house, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, the place grows quiet. The demons retreat for now. Yeah, the affected demons are like, we're going for some reason. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> yeah. Piper thanks Teague for being there and helping out. Yeah, they're they're bonding with the leprechaun, and then Teague bestows her with luck to find and rescue Phoebe. So yeah, which Slanta is always a, cute, a little nod. Oh yeah, say it again. Slanta Tanta. Yes, you, you do better than me. Yeah. <laughs> Piper and Paige go to the police station now. Um, an officer draws the three women suspects based on the on Paige's description. So she's like, yeah, they're they're police artist person and this is daryl this is daryl hasn't been in a few books this is his first book mm-hmm. in a long time not that he does much in this book but he did make an appearance but so. he's there we're always happy to see him yes uh and daryl was about to run these new drawings she's like that's them that's the ones yes uh he's gonna run them into the computer but before he does 
another officer passes by and recognizes the drawing of Aura. She's like, that girl looks familiar. Uh, and he's like, yeah, we went to investigate uh, her her apartment weeks ago because her grandmother accused her of stealing a family heirloom. And we had just had to do an investigation. So interesting. <laughs> and he calls it an amulet at one point too, which yeah. perks up the girls here. And I love that they explain that like this little coincidence happened because of the leprechaun luck, because so many times in stories like these, like totally like necessary plot point driven coincidences happen that would never happen in real life and are so frustrating. And so at least it's explained like, Oh yeah. We had, a, we had an edge. Luck. Yeah. And yeah. also, okay, well, maybe it's worn off now. So they're back into being in danger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So the officer gives them the files on the dispute case from weeks ago, and he gives them the name and the address of Aura Chen. It's her name. We learn her last name. Mm. So they take Aura's address, and Piper and Paige are off to go go there and see her and confront her. All right, chapter nine. Ruth gets out of the bath, stares at her reflection, and contemplates more about her past. Could that evil witch she fought really be her sister? I'm glad she at least spends two seconds thinking about the possibility. Because, you right. know. It's like, yeah. Aura, yeah. Delilah, and Tara bring the last amulet to Ruth so she can have another vision. Ruth gets a vision of the gang fighting a powerful old woman. But they win and acquire the last amulet. Magazines lay out with the name Maribel Locke. Please, the other three girls, look in the phone book for that name. I love that little nod to the phone book. No one mm -hmm. has a phone book anymore. They still were existed then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and prepare to take down one more witch. Cut to Piper and Paige, who arrive at Aura's apartment. Piper goes to knock on the door, but is almost immediately blasted back due to the protection spell on the place. Again, hello, there's not that strong a protection. Like, if there was a protection spell, we'd be mixing it into our morning coffee. Morning coffee. You know, it's like... <laughs> But it, and they have, they're everywhere in these books, yeah. For the sake of the story, yeah. And I mean, yeah. the whole we're shielding, you know, Phoebe from being, you know, detected, all, all this stuff. I mean, right. for like being these like kind of novice, know-nothing witches, they pack a pretty powerful punch, right? you know, outside of not having strong powers without their, <laughs> without being together. It's just kind of interesting. The three girls emerged with Phoebe following last. Piper grabs their attention and tries to jog Phoebe's memory of her. The foursome recites their spell and attacks Piper, lifting her up in the air. Not even Paige's power could orb Piper down. The girls, and she's just like hanging there, like, yeah. like uh, <laughs> Harry Potter style. <laughs> the girls then went on their way in arrogant glee. Piper... Piper never wanted to strangle another witch more. I love Angry Piper. <laughs> I mean, Angry Piper is the best. Yeah. Uh, in the car, Ruth questions if she's related to those evil witches, and the girls reassure her that she's good like them. Aura looks forward to the day when she can use her power on her own without the spell or the others. Power hungry. Chapter 10. Aura and the gang break into their target's house but then they are immediately attacked by the telekinetic elderly woman. Like Aura just flies back, back in the hallway. She pins Delilah to the wall. I'm like, Ooh, this girl, this lady, she's like, I expected you. You were not going to get me. No nonsense. I like yes. that. It's like, I lived my life. I can take you. <laughs> uh, 
and she, I think she traps Tara behind a couch. She's like crushing her with a couch. Like, yes. But Ruth has to step in and Ruth, like, I, I feel like she almost levitates here. They don't specifically say that, but I feel like she like would levitate and like kick her. Mm, yeah. She knocks her down and then it frees all her friends. And so Ruth comes to the woman. She's going to like get the amulet. But the woman says, she's like, you, I know you. You and your sister saved me from a soul-sucking demon months ago. Why are you doing this to me? And this, like, stops Phoebe. She's like, what? And she's like, I was expecting her to be like, you're Ask Phoebe from the newspaper. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Earlier, she's, like, paging through, like, the, you know, the Daily Planet, or not Planet, you know, um, what's it called? Bay Mirror. The Bay Mirror. She's, like, paging through the Bay Mirror, and I'm, like, waiting for her to, like, see her own face, like, while she's... It's just so funny. Her, her face is plastered all over the city in season six. I know. So. I know. But anyway. And, they're pro- they're pro- and they do say, like, we're going to have to go out sometime. So maybe they just, like, look over here. Come this way. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't look around too much. Quick glamour style. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. But, but yeah, no, this... she recognizes Phoebe from yeah, the Trump ones. Yeah. So apparently the Trump ones saved her a couple months ago. So she's like, wow. And Ruth is just like, wow. Am I? She's just great questioning everything now. She's like, could this be? Aura's like, oh no, this isn't happening. So Aura and the other Delilah and Tara, they come to her. They're like, say the spell with us. And Ruth does do it, but she's kind of hesitant. She's like shaky and she's like, I guess they're right. I should probably just say the spell with them. So she does the spell with them. And they steal the amulet. Delilah knocks the woman out like she does. And Ruth thinks something doesn't feel right. Back at the manor, Piper and Paige talk with Leo and are determined to fix fix this fast. So this whole problem is getting out of control. They do not like this. Leo informs them that they're going to have to figure out what spell they used on Phoebe in order to reverse it. She's like, yeah, you can't just reverse it. You need to know exactly what they did. Reverse the words. Yes. So Paige and Piper orb into Aura's apartment, surprisingly successfully. Yeah, right? (laughs) You can't knock on the door, but you can orb in. Because they thought maybe it was protected against witch powers, but not white lighter powers. Right. Which also, do these witches have a white lighter? Like, there's some missing lore in the Charmed universe sometimes. Yeah. Maybe they're just maybe they're just bad witches, so they don't get white lighters. Like, yeah. You're not, or you're they not were worthy. powerful enough until they yeah. started going evil and, you know, sure. dark side. Uh, but they do find the girl's spell book in a little chest in there. Um, they grab the spell book. Um, and they come upon a page entitled The Phoebe Project. So Piper and Paige then are soon confronted, though, by the gang. They appear in the doorway. <gasps> so Aura holds Paige in the air. This is her signature move. She just always, like, levitates people in the air every that's time. Just, that's all she does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Aura holds Paige in the air. Piper blasts the door that they came through, and it sends everybody flying. It's like, oh, God. And they just fall forward, and then Paige falls because they're not holding her anymore. And then with Paige free, she grabs Piper and they orb out of there, spell book in hand and... Leaving Phoebe behind. Yeah. And then chapter 11, Aura and the gang now know their power is unstoppable. Each girl takes an amulet and puts it around their neck. Ruth, with uncertainty, takes hers as well. Delilah goes into the cabinet and takes out a hidden spell that will strip the Charmed One's powers. Luckily, it wasn't in their, their spell book. Right. And, um, but they had it in their back pocket, just ready, ready to go. (laughs) 
Ara and the gang plan to attack them at the manor. Ruth is concerned because that's where her premonition um, had been, where Delilah and Ora die. Back at the manor, Piper and Paige had finished their reversal spell and were just about to recite it when Phoebe crashed through the front door. That was also interesting. Like, they didn't need to be in front of Phoebe to recite it. They could just say it from wherever. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, Let's see. The four girls stood in front of Piper and Paige and recited the spell to remove their powers. Piper and Paige powers float away. They are helpless. Piper calls for Leo, but upon arrival, Delilah immediately knocks him out. Okay, so where's Wyatt? Wyatt's just upstairs in the playpen in the attic during all of this. Right. This whole thing. (laughs) Piper and Paige duck and cover as the magical community joins the fight. Fairies, trolls, leprechauns, satyr, and nymphs do what they can to confuse and disorient the four intruders. Piper and Paige perform their spell on Phoebe. Phoebe screamed in agony and fell into the wall behind her. Within moments, she recognized her sisters and asked what's going on. Intense. That fight, though, is like everything they tried was being, you know, faltered. So mm. I, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? There's a lot of fight scenes in this book, but they're kind of well done. And it's a lot of like cliffhanger moments. In yeah, I do like the action. I felt like it gave it that feel of watching an episode. You know, yeah. that's what I always look for in these books. Like, does it feel like an episode? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So chapter 12, the last chapter, Phoebe's memory is completely restored. And she feels <laughs> awful about the last few days. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> Aura, in a mad rush, holds Phoebe in the air. She's like, oh, no. It's like, you are with us now. You have chosen us. You are staying with us. Signature move. <laughs> yes. Do not try to back out now. A shooting rainbow <laughs> wakes an ogre giant. He's <laughs> like, yeah, there's this like sleeping ogre. And, he, and the, he, I guess he gives luck to the ogre. Maybe that's what they say. Because they, they don't really explain it. Delilah must have made him fall asleep with her. With her oh, power. okay. Yeah. So the ogre was sleeping. And then the, and then the leprechaun gave him luck to wake up. Okay. He like shot him in the face with a with a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Heart stars and horseshoes. Clover's head for the moons. Delicious. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, but the ogre wakes up and he grabs Aura's ankle, pulling her down. He's like, "Oh, yoink!" And she's like, "Ah!" <laughs> Delilah. Then <laughs> this makes you laugh. Delilah is over in the corner trying to put a muse to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, and the muse is just like... She's like smiling at her. She's like... I can't go. Are you so inspired right now? Uh, that made me laugh. Um, I, I did like when they go into detail with the with the magical creatures, you know. Yeah, it was really fun. It was fun. Um, and then Phoebe comes and she uppercuts Delilah, knocking her out. But after she knocks Delilah out, she talks to the muse. She's like, she's like, what happened? She's like, oh, I was just letting her do her thing. Eventually she would have... Tried so hard that she passed out anyway, so. Yeah, not corporeal, so she would have just knocked herself out. Phoebe's thinking, like, could have saved me my knuckles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Tara's quivering now because her friends are, like, not doing so well at the moment. So she quivers. She's real quick that the fact that the muse needed love advice to begin with. I know. Who are you dating, honey? And, like, was it Leo? (laughs) Because they kind of had a bad stuff. It's like it's almost as bad as like 
the muse in season seven because they say a muse wants to apply to be a teacher at magic school i'm like a muse would know better than to try to be a teacher right <laughs> to be around all the kids and stuff is this a baby muse like come on right because you can't you can't stay in the physical world because no. it would just cause chaos so if anything that muse just being at the manor for that long would have heightened everything i think she probably would have been invisible why why if she's not yeah, corporeal, why are people seeing her, her? Mm-hmm. that's a really good point yeah <laughs> continuity error i didn't think about till just now well that's why <laughs> there I'm we here. go yeah <laughs> um so tara quivers she pulls off her amulet she's like i'm out of this and she runs out she throws her amulet on the floor and runs away <laughs> i like that she's just i'm out yep, i never wanted like, to be here anyway <laughs> yep uh the giant ogre has aura pinned under his foot he's just stepping on her <laughs> <laughs> that was also funny yeah <laughs> and Phoebe tells him you can let her up I can take her um, Aura's power no longer affects Phoebe because Phoebe holds both her amulet that she was that she was wearing and then she grabs Tara's from the floor so she is holding two amulets now which makes her stronger hmm. than the other yeah cancels so, out the amulet powers. yeah exactly yeah. so Phoebe casts a spell to restore Piper and Paige's powers now it's like I'll bring your powers back here's my spell they're back (laughs) oh yeah Uh, i need your powers (laughs) yeah oh so then they get the powers back and then together the power of three cast a spell to vanquish evil witches aura and delilah explode and disappear just like that (laughs) super easy yeah never mind that they're humans and the charmed ones wouldn't actually do that but moving on moving on yeah (laughs) (laughs) Leo awakes, and then 20 Flector demons appear. <laughs> These demons. They run to the kitchen, grab their vanquishing potions, and then the sisters recite another spell. They say, there's a lot of spells in this book. There are uh, a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they say another spell to take them to the Flector Emperor. Again, then, just leaving Leo, like, and yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt and just chilling. With, like, 20 demons. But, I mean, yeah. I guess they got to take out the head guy, but... It also right. seemed a little, really? They just took off? The spell takes him to the Emperor, and they don't waste any time. They just go, hi, uh, here's our potions, and he's vanquished. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do the evil villain thing. No, <laughs> like, no, you're gone. Done. So they just throw them, he's done, and then all the other flectors everywhere are vanquished as well because it's a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. You kill the Emperor, you kill them all. And they wondered if it would take the ones out of the manor. It was like, wasn't that your plan? Isn't that why you left the manor in the first place? <laughs> right. So they get back to the manor. Everything's good. Leo takes the amulets and goes off to return them to their rightful owners. Because they didn't really kill any of these witches. They just knocked them out and stole the amulets. So he's like, I'll bring right. these back. Which is you good. Yeah. It is good. Because I would not put it past Aura to kill them. Because she seemed like she would totally do that. Right. And then how could Phoebe have justified going along with it all? I mean, right. It, in the first place, she had to have been suspicious because it mm-hmm. was sketchy to begin with. So Piper and Paige think Phoebe deserves a vacation now realizing everything she does. She's like, with you gone, oh my gosh, we had so much work to do. Elise <laughs> was freaking out. Yeah, yeah, you have a tough life. Yeah, and then Phoebe's like, actually, I just got a vacation from my life and it was and it was terrible. It's like, no, having amnesia and being kidnapped <laughs> and manipulated is not a vacation. Like... Dismantle your internalized, you know, capitalism, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Phoebe goes up to rest. 
feeling like she belongs now. It's like, for the first time in a long time, I feel home. I'm where I belong. Yeah. The end. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So do you have final thoughts, overall thoughts? Um, You know, again, you know, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it was action packed. I liked that they brought in the magical community. There were a lot of throwback nods to different demons and different times the girls were transformed. Um, a lot of good Piper descriptions of her long, beautiful hair, you know, like <laughs> those kinds of moments. Um, I don't know. I, again, I kind of felt like like Paige and uh, Piper had kind of resolved their like squabbly stuff at this point. So that seemed maybe a little out of place. And the whole them like killing the the evil witches. Like I was kind of like, would they have real? They wouldn't have killed them. They would have stripped them of their powers mm-hmm. and sent them on their way. Like they didn't kill humans. Right. And then and then Tara, like what a throw off character. Like she just runs away and like, okay, so we're just we're just gonna let that be. Like, okay. I don't know. I just feel like it would have been better if they had been, you know, um, had their power stripped and sent to jail. Like Daryl had cuffed them or something. But sure. then, you know, Phoebe also participated in the whole knocking right. people down and hurting them. But, you know, she was kidnapped and all and, you know, Stockholm syndrome. But so some yeah. of that just felt like a little not charmed-esque, you know, like they wouldn't have just killed these evil witches or not. They wouldn't have just killed humans. You know? Yeah, it's not Tawatha. You know, right. this is like. Yeah, some ancient witch from, you know, right. evil power. This is, this is like people in the real world. They have social security, you know. Yeah, like they're, yeah they, they're just young, misguided, you know, like calling them like the craft. Totally young, misguided mm-hmm. baby witches who just needed to you know yeah grow up a little because <laughs> her grandmother wasn't going to give her the amulet because she consents mis- yeah didn't trust her her um intentions and where's the rest of this coven if this is like some you know fancy coven that's been passing this yeah, down you think like, yeah you think word would have spread and they would do what they need to like, do to get in on it yeah too, or to is a lot of control yeah. they also really missed the mark on not naming the one who goes invisible aura <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know whatever yeah so yeah my thoughts i did enjoy this book i like the cattiness i liked all the craft vibes that were fun and mm-hmm. um all the piper leo page moments i could totally totally see that in the series like happening yes, in the series definitely i think my favorite part was when page finds phoebe in the alley because i did talk about how i thought that was written very well that was a great execution of powers and appropriately emotional so that was a mm-hmm. highlight for me and the confusion that that phoebe was feeling and then just the, the hurt and the betrayal you could just really because Paige already struggled to feel like she belonged to the sisterhood. So right. to have have that and then be physically attacked by Phoebe, the one who accepted her when Piper was always the one that was a little cold to begin with. I, I can totally see that being like a really emotional, dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. It's a good book when you can really picture the actors and how they right. have conducted the scene. And that's that what makes it so fun is you're like, mm-hmm. you're picturing them like, you know, oh, worried about their whatever their shoes getting dirty while they're kicking ass. Mm -hmm. So I did like this book though. I didn't love it. I would say this certainly is a book that is interesting enough and it's fun to read. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't do as, as much as what I wanted to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because like, like the final confrontation, it was started off exciting, you know, because we had, we're getting like the amping up. Um, But it was the vanquish that was disappointing to me because I feel like the set it up for Tara 
to betray the rest of them to help Phoebe because she's the one that wanted out to begin with. I would think that maybe she would go help Phoebe, maybe give her some information and maybe tell her what's up. Yeah. Or go invisible and like try to stop Delilah yeah. from killing somebody, she, you know, she, she had potential to be so yeah. much more. They set it up like that power. was what was going to happen. Like be yeah. the savior. So the fact that she just ran off was a little disappointing for me. Um, and I think the way that Phoebe got her memory back was a little rushed. Yeah, I would have liked quick. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked it where like Phoebe was like starting to slowly discover herself piece mm-hmm. by piece and put things together herself because that would have made it more powerful, I think. Um, and then Phoebe would have stretched it out, even just like in yeah. a paragraph of her like kind of hesitating within mm-hmm. the battle or because they did have her like question things and be unsure about things. But she still ultimately chose the people. She didn't really like ask them the important questions that would give her this, the, like the hard evidence to doubt and like remember herself. That what I would would have liked. Yeah, a little more. Even just throwing in like, what about Prue? How could you forget Prue? You know, like yeah, give us a Prue. Come on, you know. <laughs> and I would have loved it if like you know Phoebe and Tara like teamed up and they did their own, they need to be more meat. Like there was like a real payoff moment, a real payback moment. Like something that was satisfying where like, you know, I'm going to tell you girls off for what you did to me. And we didn't get that. We didn't get that real, like. Yeah. She deserved a chance to like yell at the people yeah. who really manipulated Wronged her. her. And she didn't, she didn't, um, she wasn't maybe traumatized enough by this experience. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like, she should have been a little more like, holy crap. I just spent several days not knowing who I was. Like, I mean, and the fact that she, like, goes off to her room to be by herself, you'd think she'd be like, actually, I really want to be with my sisters right now. Yeah. Like, real family. Like, yeah. I'd, I, even if it's helping clean up this, you know, trash, <laughs> the mess, you know. <laughs> exactly. it, it seemed like she wouldn't. And, I mean, they tried to say she had the sense of belonging, but she was still going off to be by herself. And that just right. didn't seem. Yeah. Didn't compute satisfying. So yeah. And so, like, yeah, if she, like, got to really have that real head-to-head with the people. Uh, I think that would have been more satisfying too. And so, yeah, you know, she can strike fear in Aura's heart the same way that they were striking fear in these other witches right. they're stealing from. Yeah. That would have been a really cool poetic justice for me. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's just it too. And and, and she wanted power so much that to strip her of her power, especially would have been the ultimate. that's what they wanted to do, the charm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like, oh, the death penalty or life in prison. It's like, well, life in prison is the worst penalty. You have yeah. to live with what you've done. Right. You know? Right. But So, yeah, just those little tweaks, I think, would have made it so much more compelling. Like, there's yeah. these opportunities there that would have made it so good. I thought of something else that really bugged me. Um, so when they do kill them, they also vanquish them in this and every future incarnation. And I feel like they wow. would know better than to do that because that's right. what almost screwed Phoebe's future self. Exactly. And why, And they know that people reincarnate in this lore to get better, to improve. Yeah. So they, it's it's supposed like, to make, up, make amends for that. Yeah. Prevent them from being, and again, this isn't Tawatha. This, these are just baby witches yeah. who, who, who screwed up and got pretty dang lucky managing to like, like, were they stalking Phoebe? They must have been stalking her to, like, come across her. and I mean, they because they were in there for weeks stealing pictures and stuff. They were watching right. them for a while. And then they had this, like, uh, you know, opportunity with the Flector demons to then knock her out again and move her to another alley. And, yeah. But I just feel like the Charmed Ones never would have 
vanquished human witches yeah. and their future incarnations. And I it's, feel like it seems a little trying, harsh. It's very harsh. Yeah, they were like trying to like throw back to that story, but miss the point of yeah. that, of that episode in the twenties. Let's see if there's any other thoughts that I had just from reading. And I was thinking like, this would be so hard, like to come across Phoebe. Like they, they see Phoebe in front of her and the fact that she doesn't know who they are. It's kind of like the equivalent of real life people who have family members with dementia or something like that. Oh, so true. I can't imagine how painful that would be. Because I remember my grandma, for instance, when my mom would call her, she's like, who is this? And she's like, your daughter? And she's like, I don't have a daughter. My heart breaks. So this is probably what that felt like for them. Yeah. And and, and heartbreaking for both parties in that scenario Mm -hmm. to just have your whole you know, everything just lost. That was the other thing too. Like Phoebe was not freaked out enough about the fact that she had amnesia. You know, she just <laughs> kind of was like, okay, I guess this is what I'll do. It's like, no one thought to maybe take her to the hospital. She's like, the police. You, you would think she would go to the police. Like, Hey, yeah. do I have anything on file? Do you have fingerprints on me? Yeah, or something? She no. was awfully tra- for, for Does how- she have a wallet with her ID? Maybe she, you know, could <laughs> and can you imagine? How- she would be in real life like i mean she always was the hopeful one and the silver lining one but i don't know i just feel like she'd she'd have enough self-preservation to be like this is weird (laughs) (laughs) i should maybe find someone to corroborate this information but then i think she thought well i recognized her shoes so it must be true (laughs) right And then the thing with the Piper and Paige fighting, like, I do appreciate that they tried that with them, but I wish they would have, like, taken it further, like, made it more of an emotional thing that was more apparent and stronger in the in the book, because it was very kind of throwaway. With with more of a, a definitive resolution, like, too. resolution. Yeah, yeah, because they just kind of, like, bond over realizing how tough Phoebe has it, and they do have this moment of, like, appreciating each other where they're like, oh, I'm sorry, it was my fault, and oh, here, let me help you with that. And I guess I like when they don't beat you over the head with it. But given that it was mm-hmm. spelled out at the beginning, they could have tied it up a little nicer. Exactly. Like when you think of like the power of two, when it had Prue and Phoebe at, at bedding heads and they had this whole episode to kind of like work it out. And it was, it was much more satisfying with that. So, And there could have been, again, a moment at the end where the three of them are all together and even Phoebe were to be like, oh, here we go again with you two. And then they're like, oh, no, actually, we're cool. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yay, what a yeah. relief. You know, let's yeah. go make tea. Okay, well, let's move on to put that in my canonical hat. Canonical. The segment where we take the story and determine what is and what is not true to the narrative of the show. So anything that comes to mind that we, we probably I mentioned. Think, yeah, already, I but... always like, do this throughout the thing. I'm like, that's not true. That's not well, again, the laundry in the basement. The laundry yep. wouldn't be in the basement. It would be on the back porch. Um, the muse being visible. She mm-hmm. would have been invisible. Yeah, Paige stopped temping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Phoebe acknowledges her fear of the basement. Um, this book, though, like the last book, misspells Woogie. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that because mm-hmm. it's a Woogie man. Yeah, they put W-O-O-G-I-E instead of W-O-O-G-Y. The Woogie so, man. Yes. So... <laughs> Vector demons reminded me of swarm and Kazi demons and mm-hmm. vampires and and all the other stuff we mentioned. And I brought up the female leprechaun and that we see at Paige's funeral. That's good. The ogre, not the giant. Ogre, not the giant. We talked about um, Paige turning into a vampire. Oh, I did think that Brian, the leprechaun, <laughs> being mm-hmm. kind of misogynistic and stuff, 
is kind of accurate to how a lot of the male leprechauns see things because we had Liam in Gone with the Witches talk about, he's like, oh, maybe they get to, they didn't want to break a nail. So they're already being a little bit of a douche about women in there. So I think that's just a leprechaun thing. They're part part of their culture. Misogyny. Yeah. 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 Because they didn't want to, and that's why Seamus was kind of like the rebel, you know? Yeah. Never date a little person, Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I like Thank it. <laughs> I love the leprechauns. I really do. They're, they're fun. They're, they're so fun. fun. I'm, I'm glad they're there. Yeah. Um, I did like, they did correctly list Piper's car as a Jeep Cherokee. This is the only book that actually called her car a Jeep Cherokee. So I was very impressed by that. <laughs> nice. Good one. And then just the simple ones that we had, like, you know, Leo is still a white lighter, not an elder. There's no Chris Piper pregnancy. Um, there's one continuity error, which I'll get to when we go to the spell. So let's do that. Let's do rhyme time. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. Rhyme time. I'll do the first one, then I'll, I'll let you do the call of switch spell, because I know you like that one. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first spell is the cloaking spell. Mm-hmm. This is the one they used uh, on Ruth Phoebe <laughs> when, they, when they brought her to the apartment. Goddess B, protect this, our charge from harm. Let her not be sought or seen by those who work their charm. So, I mean, it's effective. I, I'm, not, I'm not really offended by it at all. I think it works. So... It's interesting that they call her their charge. It is interesting. But I like that they, you know, it's a nod to the charmed ones, those who work their charm, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Would it work against the charmed ones? I don't know. Maybe they like tapped into Phoebe's powers too. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. That would almost make more sense for Mm -hmm. everything they did afterwards. (laughs) Right. So. All right. To call a lost witch. Put the following ingredients in a silver mortar, a pinch of rosemary, a sprig of cypress, a taro root. Grind with a pestle while chanting. Power of the witches rise, course unseen across the skies. Come to us who call you near. Come to us and settle here. Spill the blood of the caller into the mortar and continue chanting. Blood to blood, I summon thee. Blood to blood, return to me. Right. I just think and, of Piper calling Prue, and it's so and sad. Get, I know, I know. <laughs> I cannot fault this one. This show, this one is in the show. It's it's a staple in the show. It's actually the most used spell in the entire series. Mm. <laughs> so it's and I love that lot. they get the the ingredients, the blood. You know, they do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's different in this book is they say a tarot root. When in the show, it's a yarrow root. A yarrow root. Yeah. I was like, what is a tarot root? Yeah. Is it some root vegetable? I was thinking tarot cards, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like like yarrow is like an actual. Yeah. Root. And that's, what's, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. So I, I, it's weird that the book chose to use tarot root. It's probably just like a typo. Like somebody yeah. was like editing and it was like, that can't be right. Like tarot sounds like something witchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they also uh, did like specify how the girls were like Wicca at the beginning, and they're not really. It's not really Wicca. No, they're not. They're not. Yeah. None, none, none of this is Wicca. They try to pretend, but they're really not at all. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a note about this spell, though, too. Uh, the yarrow root, when it, in the show, when it's really a yarrow root, it symbolizes communication upon relatives. The cypress represents longevity, and the rosemary symbolizes remembrance. Spilling mm. the blood from left hand allows it to flow directly from the heart. Mm. Rosemary is actually used to help induce, like, to keep your memories. Like, mm. my mother-in-law had Alzheimer's as well, and we would diffuse rosemary in her room. Um, uh. And it's one of my favorite um, herbs that is like a symbol of like <clears throat> fidelity and love it's also an herb that's used for um unions like marriages and things like that yeah too. beautiful so, i love my herbs <laughs> i'm a witchy right. woman witchy woman yes you are i love that and that's why we're here that's where you're on those podcasts you know giving the insights all right the next spell to all activate right. the wiccan amulet and this is the one that they used constantly throughout this book it's the one they used to be the four and empower them and amplify their powers and using mm-hmm. the amulet and so at least one amulet is needed and it says we four stand hand in hand forming an impenetrable band let their powers fuel my own let us all have powers grown i thought this one was dumb <laughs> yeah i mean it rhymes but the language is have goofy. powers grown it's like really i don't like, know but i, I mean, mean you know i mean you can you can come up with a better spell that sounds cool more cool sounds a little that. better yeah. i still feel like this spell had to have tapped into phoebe's powers yeah for, them to, for it to even actually work that much right i mean it says we four stand and that's why they wanted her they needed a trunk one we needed you need your power to tap into i mean yeah that's exactly what they did it had to be yeah i agree all right, all right. and so this one I have a little practice with, so that helps. (laughs) To to bestow good luck, gold nuggets of leprechaun's luck is needed. Slantes tanta, which again, classic, but luck can go either way, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's a staple at this point. Uh, The next one is uh, the power stripping spell that they used on Piper and Paige to take the powers away. They used the four amulets, and it says... These two witches that we see, let their powers no longer be. Take from them that which helps them fight, let their powers flee into the night. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's their yeah. rhymes. Yeah. It gets the it's, job a, it's functional, you know? Yeah. There is a power stripping spell, though, but they wouldn't know it because it's not right. theirs. I guess they came up with the spell, so. And there's, I mean, and actually, the spell that they used, the Call of the Lost Witch spell, is also uh, to separate a witch from her power spell. <laughs> so they could have been used the same spell. Or you could have used um, the human heart one if you really wanted to. <laughs> the well, Aura one. would have been down for that. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> she, she would have been okay with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's the powers fleeing into the night. It's like, what if you say the spell during the day? Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah. It's like, we have to wait. Wait till the sun goes down. That's it. (laughs) And then they'll flee. (laughs) All right. Oh, my turn. Okay. To restore Phoebe Hallowell's memory. Powers that be help our sister see. Bring back her every memory. Let her new life fade away and bring her back to her true way. 
Well, see, now this spell makes it seem like she would forget what happened while she was with the other girls, as yeah. opposed to learning all of her... Let her new life fade back. away. Right. And it was all like, she instantly got all of her memories back, you know? And you'd think, again, like, that happened a little too fast. There should be a moment of confusion, of trying to, mm-hmm. like, put together your your what you're remembering and what you were just told over the last few days. Yeah. Like, she just, she went very quickly from not knowing who she was to being cool with it to knowing who she was and being cool with it. <laughs> like Exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> I get it. It kind of yeah. reminds me of the time when she worked in the hospice care and she had that that cute guy and she was helping his his dad or whatever yeah. and then she lost all her memories with the needle guys. Exactly. And that and was she- always so sad, you know, because she like they had a true connection and she really helped somebody mm-hmm. and she like even overcame something and then she just lost months of her life and then she was yeah. just kind of like oh well <laughs> and, and, and she never got those memories back never sacrifice yeah. of being a witch that's but, why like at the end of the day piper's the one who knows the most of the story yeah. right yeah because like, what's time- the last thing you remember our halloween party <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was a lot a lot that might be important yeah yeah they never really resolve some of that stuff <laughs> all right so yeah i don't love that spell but you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. The next one is to reverse the power stripping spell. Uh, this is the one that Phoebe cast to bring their powers back. These two witches that I love bring back the powers from above. Bring back that which helps them fight. Let their powers be set to right. Another, it's just another, another awkward wordage. Like these, these words sound juvenile to me. <laughs> Well, and it's like, you know, you're all English majors. You've done your, you know, pentameter, iambic pentameter yeah. or whatever. Like, it's, you know, it's not that hard. I mean, yeah. I guess so. But I, again, they already have a reverse power stripping spell. Like, they could have pulled out a classic. Yeah. Okay. Again, to kill an evil witch. They don't <laughs> kill evil witches. That's not how the Darwin's roll. Evil witches in my sight. Vanquish thyselves. Vanquish thy might. In this and every future life. Oh, it really bugged me. Because in this and every future life, I was like, no, the Charmed Ones would not do that. No. But I like thyselves. <laughs> Vanquish thyselves. Vanquish thyselves. Vanquish thyselves. Are you vanquishing them or are they vanquishing themselves? Like, Yeah. <laughs> See, this language does not make perfect sense. And no. it, it's, it's bothersome. It's bothersome <laughs> on so many levels. Yes. Um, Vanquish thyselves. Vanquish thy might. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I don't. I feel bad for the spells in this book. <laughs> but the next time we're in a fight with somebody, we need to be like, go vanquish yourself. <laughs> I'm totally going to say that. Yeah. And then they'll be like, just be totally taken off guard. Like, I don't know. And then that. you'll start laughing because you'll remember how ridiculous it is. <laughs> really great way to diffuse the tension you know? yeah <laughs> oh my god amazing yeah oh my god, that's your next t-shirt <laughs> that will yeah i it's a deal yeah that'd be great go vanquish thyself <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right the well, final spell emperor who was just kind of like the throwaway yes <laughs> the flecker demons had no purpose other than to be a plot device like they had yeah. no purpose in this book just to keep the the fighting going when they were yeah. doing other things you right. know and then to get phoebe separated i guess in that one part you know right. so 
Yeah. But otherwise, that's, they're just there. That's why this Flector Emperor thing didn't mean anything. Like, let's just or go just get them. like, throw, have them all three together, vanquishing, you know, like, at the beginning, they're all three together fighting. At the end, they're all three together fighting, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Charlie's yeah. Angel style. Exactly. Good morning, Charlie. Yes. <laughs> so this final spell is to find the Flector Emperor. By the forces of heaven and hell, draw to us this demon slayer. See, this is kind of taking... Draw to us this demon fell. It's that spell from the show. Plus, it's like you're bringing the lair to you. (laughs) Yeah. So they're they're taking they're taking spells from the show and just changing them enough to be weird. Yeah. (laughs) So so let's try this again. By the forces of heaven and hell, draw to us this demon's lair, so that we may vanquish this evil. Help us find him. Take us there. (sighs) I just don't like it. It doesn't make sense. It's wonky and clumsy, and I don't. Oh, these poor spells. Okay. These poor spells. These are the things where they're like, they didn't they didn't read them out loud was the problem. Yeah, you know? they just wrote they're them down like, like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, there's a reason you poetry is meant to be spoken out loud because otherwise it sounds janky. You gotta do yeah. it. Yeah, but, gotta do it. But it's okay. I mean, at least they had spells. All right, so the next thing I have is best baddie rankings. Best baddie. <laughs> so this is where I'm going to just place these three girls in my list of baddies. <laughs> I think they're going to be low. Uh, yeah, let's see where I have them. I have right now. We have eleven baddies, uh, and I am placing these three: Aura, Delilah, and Tara, as number six. Is this a new set of best baddie rankings? Yes. So pretty much every 10 books or so, The Queen's Curse is the first book in the set to the end. So okay. there'll be 12, 12 in this section. Uh, we do have Shax in the mix since he won the last round. So Shax is still in the mix from Charmed Again. <laughs> but, I have a um, feeling he's going to make it up there again. People love that Shax. Um, so yeah, so we're dealing with from The Queen's Curse till the end here. And right that was now, another great episode, by the way. Shout out oh. to the previous episodes. But when you interviewed the actor who did Chax and Balthazar, that was yes. so entertaining. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, my bonus episodes. I have a lot of fun with those bonus episodes, too. Yeah. So if you're just listening to the novel ones, stuff. just give the bonus ones a shout out, too. Check them out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else doesn't want to hear an interview with the people that were on the show? I mean, that's pretty Heck great. yeah. <laughs> and you get all those little tidbits and just, you know, you get to feel a little closer to the action. Mm-hmm. I'm working on doing some more, getting some more people. So we'll see what happens. Good uh, luck. Yes. Uh, but anyway, for this baddie, <laughs> I'm putting them between Bobo, which was the demon bug toy from last book, House of Shards. He's number seven right now. And Gil Ten- Townsend from Picture Perfect, who was a serial killer harvesting organs pretty much uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm putting between those two because i feel like they are a little bit more of a threat than bobo because bobo still was self-contained in the manner he didn't do anything other than just be annoying whereas right. these girls were actually like tormenting women and i mean and they managed to kidnap a charmed one yeah right, you know and get her on their side they did they did more than, you know, Christy could do. So right, right. they were pretty, so, they were effective yeah. if 
Yeah, if nothing else. So, yeah, I mean, I think they they do the job. They're right in the middle for me then uh, as number six out of 11. So Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, we have our 10 things segment. So what is our level of confidence in this plan? 10, 10, 10. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being we whoop ass, 1 being he laughs at us while we're on fire and naked, maybe you should like Here's 10 things. And for this part, we're going to talk about our favorite Phoebe moments. There's so many. There's so many. Uh, We each picked five, which was hard. Man, this is so hard. Like, I had such a hard time figuring out, like, what were my favorite Phoebe moments? Because some of my Phoebe moments, I feel bad. They're, like, moments that maybe, like, Alyssa didn't like, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, because I kind of, like... I, one of the things I love about Phoebe is how she is not afraid to make a fool of herself, you know, yeah. and make a fool of herself for love or for her sisters. Like so many times in the show, she wasn't afraid to just kind of, you know, be a little yeah. imperfect. And that's one of the things exactly. I really appreciate about her character to begin with is that she is imperfect. <laughs> um, and she's always hopeful. Like she's always ready to like, keep trying. I think Mm -hmm. some of my favorite Phoebe moments though, too, are really when she chooses herself over love, you know, or like she chooses herself over love. Like when she, like early on when she leaves that um, clay guy, the, the Egyptian urn Mm -hmm. guy, because she realizes like, you're not good for me. Like we, like, like we, there's, there's chemistry, there's attraction, but you're not good for me. And she walks away from that. And I think that's really powerful. Phoebe um, in season one and two is my favorite Phoebe because I think she's much more sure of herself and much more compassionate when she's not with somebody. She's like the true Phoebe in those, yeah. in those yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, I do still love like, I do still love evil Phoebe. Like every time she gets like, every time she, like evil past Phoebe, gotta love her. Evil, evil, uh, Alternate universe Phoebe, you know, in the, um, you know, Russell, pro Russell. That's so good. I mean, gosh, I don't know. I, but okay. You tell me one of your favorites. I I have, I I have like all of them. I like all the Phoebe moments. (laughs) Okay. So I'll do, I'll do one. Um, This is just a small, a a small thing, but I love it so much. (laughs) It is in chick flick when she's in the movie theater and the way she just smiles at waves at Billy on the screen. Billy, I hope she's like, (gasps) She's like, just like, she like gives herself a little wiggle. It, it is so cute, so adorable, and it's super funny. And it's it's just one of the little things that make me my heart full, you know. Nice, <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Um, of course, I love the astral monkey when she's like, "Oh, it's no use. I can't even hear you." <laughs> you mean sense, sense, sense and sensibility? You sense mean. and sensibility? Yes. Why? Oh, uh, yeah. That's the astral monkey. There's all these monkeys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was a good one. She's pretty cute. And that's, too. Yeah, and that's <laughs> actually on my list, too. I said literally everything in Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> so cute. So she's cute. like, yeah, she's like, what? <laughs> I can't hear you. And then she's like, Paige is proposing violence against the monkey. <laughs> or like, Paige did the monkey still my hearing? And your voice too. Oh, honey. <laughs> or, when, or when Paige starts throwing things at her, she's like, hello. <laughs> everything, everything she does in that episode. She's so cute in that one. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. It, and, and she, 
Alyssa Milano is such a, um, she's like a classic actor that she has that, like, she's really got that comedic timing down and she can be a very, like, she can be a physical actor too, you know, like she, mm-hmm. she knows how to use her body to like keep, to, to, to really engage the story, you know, like her, her little gestures and her little movements and stuff can really, um, help, help that stuff along. Um, obviously I have to give a shout out to the Spencer Ricks. Yeah, take me to the turkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> my favorite TV moments. <laughs> Don't go That's to the good. Yeah, take me to the turkey. It's such a good one. So Ooh, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I num- my number four is, this is a more sentimental one, when Phoebe is willing to die in order to stay true to her own morals. Um, mm-hmm. When she learns, she's like, a wrong thing done for the right reason reason is still the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's where we learn, you know, job is to protect the innocent, not punish the guilty. And that whole scene is so emotional, so moving because they didn't know what would happen. They thought that this was the end for her and she was right. willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So beautiful. And, and it just me. typifies how Phoebe really was for, for all the time. She was afraid she wasn't smart enough. Her heart and her compassion. She always, steered them in the right direction you know Mm -hmm. she was so much smarter than they ever give her credit for you know she would come up with like turning the immortal demon into a tree and you know she would have these clever little ways and they talk about her street smarts or whatever but um but nine times out of ten it was phoebe's street smarts that got him out of trouble yeah yeah it's so sweet and honestly i just love the very first episode and were known as the charmed ones, you know, <laughs> like the way she just embraced being a witch right away, like just ready to just go for it, you know, like it's just yeah. her joie de vivre. But I also like how I, I like when she finally breaks down over Prue with the jacket and stuff too. Like we get to see her compassionate side towards that whole debacle. Yeah. But my boyfriend's cat peed on it. She never knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the cat pee. <laughs> I have cats and cat pee is a real issue. <laughs> like, it really is. The outfit I was going to wear today got cat peed on and I was like. <laughs> oh yeah. I have another good one. So okay. when, when Paige has her little brew boy moment, when she makes her, her own Mr. Right. And, um, and she's like, you know, secretly sneaking off to go take naps. And she's really like making out with her. Her, her brew boy and and she says something like oh yeah you know don't you know you don't make a man like go get a massage you know take some time off get a massage and he goes i massage her and phoebe's like it's so funny it's like i massage her <laughs> I it's, just, oh, yeah i mean Alyssa was perfect with those expressions she knew she knew her face and she knew yeah. i mean everything <laughs> yeah um my next one is in season one episode two i've got you under my skin the moment where she's comforting piper when she's so afraid that she might be evil oh and she's like you know i think it's that scene that's the first time we see how much Phoebe loves and how much her heart gives because you do see her help people in the first episode but this is where, where she's there for her sister and she's really there to comfort her it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment and that's where we start to really see that in her mm-hmm. 
And honestly, before things soured, I thought that Phoebe and Prue had some really sweet moments for sure over the season because, you know, they were such good actresses that they could, you know, suspend their personal issues to like make the scene work. And mm-hmm. and it really did. I mean, we we believe their love for each other that I'm sure they still have. Of course. To a certain course. extent, of course. Um and just being young and in a in a crazy situation, you know, it's yeah. like we, we're we're all young <laughs> at some point. But yeah. yeah, I mean, she's just such a great actress. And I think, you know, I know that there's a lot of talk of how the, the writers did her dirty or like, you know, like Phoebe kind of gets really selfish in, in seasons five and six a little bit. But I kind of see that as more of like an and, I, and I'm always for as much as I'll complain about continuity or things the writers did i always try to justify it like how it how it really does fit into the the story and the the world and the universe but i appreciate that she um you know i feel like it it it, it typifies like a trauma response you know she had a really traumatic thing go down with cole um you know having this love of her life be evil and be evil again and out to kill them and then he's human and then he's evil the source and having to vanquish him and, and then losing her unborn child in the process, which was super weird. The whole thing that that whole thing just <laughs> yeah. gets really, you know, that's where they kind of do her wrong in that storyline. But if anything, it would make sense that after that, she's like, you know what, it's time to put me first a little bit. It's time for me to get what I need out of my life. And, and I could see that as being a bit of a trauma response. I'm going to go, I'm going to date around. I'm going to date guys that I'm not really into. I'm going to try to figure myself out and then come back to who I really am, which is a charmed one who protects the innocent, who knows that I can't cheat to find love. Like I like magic's not going to help me find love. And, and she is willing to give up her powers and to give up everything because she knows she did wrong and, and, and for the greater good and for her sisters. And I feel like that's a powerful message that, that we have for her. That is a really good argument a really good way to see it uh, i like that arc for her and i think you know because that probably is a instinctual reaction to like okay i need to take some time for me now i have to need to find my center again and then by the time season eight comes where she has made sacrifices and she's willing to finally like fight that her own issues head on yeah and so yeah i like that and it shows that our characters aren't perfect and they do have you know growing up to do and, and flaws and things like that it, it even gives me a little bit more of, a, of an appreciation for Billy because it's like, oh, yeah, she's trying to, you know, she was the young, the youngest at the beginning of the series. She was the quintessential child. And now she's grown and she's trying to impart this, her what she's learned and her wisdom onto Billy, who has that kind of same young, impetuous nature and um, take her under her wing and try to, like, be there for her. And I think there's something you know, full circle about that. That's, that's really beautiful. So. Yeah. I have one more Phoebe moment uh, in a freaky Phoebe, just the, the fake Phoebe Amara premonitions. She's like, oh! <laughs> 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 like, and Piper's like, did you have a premonition? She's like, yeah, a really big one. <laughs> Like it just cracks me up. It's so funny. Yeah, uh, I, also, I love how Phoebe's turned into things. You know, yeah, or yeah, soul swapping or whatever. She's it was so good. Swapping. Another part of the episode that I really liked is where she's like, she's like, 
my lucky scissors. I knew I loved them so much. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and that's the other thing about like the way she'll just be like, oh, I'm just going to own this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so good. So Anyone you wonder if that was ad-libbed because it was just so funny. So good. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> All right, so that's our 10 things. We probably said more than 10, but it was great walking down Phoebe memory lane. I like that a lot. Yeah. I also, I know it's like a controversial episode, but I can't help it. I love the Witch Wars episode. I just yeah. think it's hysterical. Just the idea of like the demons having like reality TV. And, <laughs> and then when she like, you know, gets like, I love Phoebe in that episode too. When she finally gets the demons and she's like, well, do ya? You know, and, yeah. and then the whole like, Come on, who wants to stab me? Come on, stab me. You know, it's just—it's just great. Those little moments where you can—you can just have fun. It's sometimes yeah. it's really nice to just lighten the mood and just have fun with the with the plot and the character. Oh, totally. So. Well, it's like that's kind of a an issue with some shows where it's like it can't be all like you want to see your characters happy at points. Mm-hmm. You like at some point you want to see them like calm and happy, or you're just stressed out all the time. Right. Which is why those little sisterly moments are so special in the show because you're like oh they're just being normal people and then demons you know yeah exactly <laughs> i'm happy that we got to do a a phoebe a phoebe book because is she your favorite she, she wasn't phoebe for a long part of the book but <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i like it yeah phoebe is my favorite she always has been i mean i i've i've flirted with all of them as favorites from time to time and i certainly have like my favorite episodes and and there's times where I'm like, oh, Paige is edging her out or Piper's edging her out. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I really appreciate Phoebe. And a lot of it, I think, is just that she's just she's sex positive and she just she made it OK to be herself, to just be goofy, you know. And it was like Prue was always like put up on this pedestal and Piper was always so insecure. I'm probably more like Piper in real life, you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but you know, uh, Phoebe was just like, you know, she was just, she was brave and she was ambitious and she made mistakes and she screwed up a lot and she kept going. And I think that's one of the things I, I really appreciated about her. And I love Paige too. I love what Paige adds to the show. You know, she's so much fun. But again, she also was kind of filling that Prue role of kind of being like, a little bit of an, of an, of an idol instead of like fallible, you know, like she had her fallible moments, but she was very much like very together when she comes into the show, she's helping, you know, Piper deal with her grief, having experienced her own grief, you know, and, and she has her young witchy moments, but she's pretty together as a person and, 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 and secure in who she is. Whereas with Phoebe, we see so much of this insecurity of figuring herself out, which happens throughout the whole show. Piper kind of has this whole turnaround. She goes from being mm-hmm. kind of meek and insecure to all of a sudden being tough as nails, which, you know, having being a womb bearer who's given birth, I can see why, you know, all of a sudden you get that mama bear. I got to protect my kids and things change. You do change. Um, but she also gets and I love feisty Piper, but she also gets kind of, you know, she kind of <laughs> has like she's like she's grumpy. She's sad. Like she kind of she she kind of gets shrew like in a lot of ways. Nearly early. She gets like a yeah. she has a rough. Yeah. She kind of gets, I, I mean, at one point or another, the writers weren't kind to any of our beloved Charmed Ones, but sure. it makes them more like real people for them to have moments where we don't like them or we don't yeah, like their true. actions. Because yeah. that's how real people are. Right. And I think that that element of Phoebe 
And then that constant redemption gives us that opportunity to be like, oh, I can have a little forgiveness maybe for this friend that screwed up or this person I know. Because I think especially post-COVID, we're so quick to just be like, nope, this is uncomfortable. Done. You know, I'm over it. And I tend to be like that. I can be pretty, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm like really, really lenient until you, you cross that line and then it's over, you know. And so I think it's good to see like we're all fallible. We all make mistakes and we all need support. We all... You know, I am human and I need to be loved just like everybody else does. And I think Stevie really exemplifies that, you know? Yeah. I do love that. I love that. See? Beautiful. And it's really cool to think that, you know, her her development was something that was probably took the longest, but it had the had some of the most payoff. So Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. I think that's really nice. Thank so thank you for laying that all out. Well, you know, sometimes I don't know how I feel until I just start talking. So thanks for giving me a platform to figure out how I feel about it. So I yeah. love my Phoebes. I'm so yeah. glad that you're on for this one. <laughs> me too. Thanks. Thanks for picking it for me. Yeah. Yeah. We have one last thing before we go. Okay. That is the tips for future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. So what is the moral of this book? Something about work-life balance. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, really. It really, because so much, so much stress in this book. So with everybody. much stress. Appreciating what you got too, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot to think of the point of the book other than. Oh, that's okay. Mine is make every moment with loved ones count. Mm. Because circumstances such as arguments, illness, like dementia, death, yeah. or unfortunate situations, unfortunate chain of events can change things in an instant. You don't really know how much time you have left with everybody. So, yeah. That's sweet and heartbreaking. And now I'm going to call all my sisters and tell them I love them. (laughs) Yeah. So we did it. That's the end. Where can people follow all the things you do? Oh, yeah. I have something I can shout out. I have... um, So as you know, I am an author too. Mm -hmm. And I have a new anthology coming out called Kindred Kingdoms. There's a group called Diverse Books with Magic, and we put together an anthology last year um, called Girls of Might and Magic, and it was a coming-of-age story that was YA okay. fantasy. And this one is epic fantasy. So it's a, it's a little bit of an oxymoron because it's short stories, but it's epic fantasy. Um, but it's a nice compilation, a great anthology, great. and it's coming out at the end of the month. And I'm really excited about my story. It's called Lucky Scales, and there is a leprechaun. In my story. So. <laughs> Very cool. That's a, that's gonna be exciting. We're, I'm gonna have to start like doing spinoff episodes where I read guest books. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be so sweet. Well, I'm always happy to see you, Kevin. I hope we can do this in person sometime soon. We're gonna have to like play our game either online, yeah. together in person, and right. play the games. Well, uh, you can follow this podcast at Words of the Witches on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or Words of Witches on Twitter. You can email us at wordsofwitchespod at gmail.com. We only have three books left after this. Sad. Crazy. Uh, but then we move on to the comics, so it's not going anywhere. Oh, uh, I have all the comics, too. So. Oh, perfect. We'll have to have, have you back for the back. comics. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. And that little magic school book that they did. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind because yeah. I'm covering all of it. Everything that's, it if, it's, if it's published, we're covering it. So. Yay! Well, then you're going to have to get your magazines out. I don't have all uh, that. That's, mm-hmm, that's on the list, too. 
So I've got I've got plans. I'm not. It's, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> There's stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can if you feel like it. If you're into X Men, you can follow my other podcast with Sean called Solving for X, where we're covering the '90s animated series of X Men. I love the '90s animated series. Yeah. I'm such a Storm fan. Storm and Rogue. Oh. There you go. Great, yeah. great women. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So thank you all for listening, Spell Worders. Until next time, your destiny still awaits.